I'm Jess. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to How Bad Can It Get? Where we watch the most critically condemned movies so you don't have to. That was a wonderful posh voice you put on there, Ben. Thank you very much. Is that going to be your podcast voice? Absolutely not. I cannot keep that up for very long. (laughs) Well, I enjoyed it anyways. You're welcome. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is an American martial arts film directed by John R. Leonetti, who also directed Annabelle, that creepy film about a porcelain doll possessed by an evil spirit. No, thank you. My nana used to buy me porcelain dolls and I used to hide them away with their heads turned away towards the wall. I can't even count how many porcelain dolls I've got on my wall, but that's another story for another day. Yeah, definitely something that we need to come back on because that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can we just talk about like Annabelle is also another shite film that we could probably cover later on. But again, he has actually a list of shit films that we could probably go on. But let, let me continue. Let me continue my synopsis and uh, give people the spiel. The film picks up right after the first. Yes, this is a sequel. Liu Kan, our main character, won the tournament, saving the Earth realm from the clutches of the Outworld. Or so they thought. Liu and his allies don't even have time to take a shit before Khan, the power-driven daddy's boy, breaks the tournament rules and decides to merge Earth realm with the Outworld. What a ball sack. Absolute ball sack. Double ball sack. Of course, our band of angsty heroes cannot let this slide. They stand up against Shao Kahn and his army of bare-chested fighters. Nobody is complaining about that one. Not a single person. The film has the usual obstacles expected from a sequel. New baddies, new otherworldly abilities such as screaming, bad one-liners and sharp fingernails. A bikini-clad temptress to rock the blossoming love story and a bit of friction within the team. But in the end, the heroes come out on top. Our antagonist, Mr. Khan, gets the shit kicked out of him and his cronies fuck off back to Outworld. I find it really bit difficult to say Khan and Khan. Like, they're too close together. I get really, like, so I will not be surprised if I mess that up throughout the podcast. It's like Kanny for Scottish and Khan as in posh English. That's how I'm going to remember it. Kang, Kang, Kang. <laughs> Kang, there's a G. Kang. Liu Kang. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my, I, I'm going to blame it on my accent. It just ruins a lot of words for me. I think it's easier for a Scottish person to say Kang. I don't know why. It's, it's funny hearing you say it. It's funny hearing you say it. From the reviews, the film is a risk to life. Not even good to watch while drunk. And even less interesting than watching a turtle run a marathon. Where did it go wrong, Ben? The first point that I have to make here, Jess is that you say that it's less interesting than watching a turtle run a marathon. I can't think of many things that would be more interesting than a turtle running a marathon. But anyway, never mind about that. (laughs) I can't count how many ways this film goes wrong, but at the same time, I absolutely love it. So Mortal Kombat for... Those that don't know, Mortal Kombat was a series of video games that started in 1992, a really rich lore behind it, but kind of at the point that Mortal Kombat Annihilation came out, the lore wasn't really that meaty at this point. Now, with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it came out at the same time, well, the same year as Mortal Kombat 4. 
So there was probably a big push on getting Mortal Kombat Annihilation out at around that time. Firstly, it starts off with an absolute bop. The soundtrack in this film is amazing. When I say the soundtrack, I mean the title song and also there's this song that plays when Cyrax is fighting that's really good. But anyway, never mind. I'm going on too long about the soundtrack. But the music is a it's a pull though. Out of all of the things that happens in that film, the music doesn't let it down. Like it and it's also like from the first film, it it's what you expect mm-hmm. from it. That kind of dance trance music. Totally. And I think that's something that's really lacking in today's cinema is some trance music. But Yeah, we want more trance, please. Kevin and Perry go large style. Kevin and Perry go large, that'll be our second movie that we review. Oh shit, yeah, we have to do Kevin and Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so Mortal Kombat Annihilation has so many things wrong with it, but it gets a lot right. When I say that, I mean it gets a lot right in that you can laugh at it and have a great time watching it. Now, it seems like they've tried to do a lot of fan service with the film. They've tried to include loads of different characters. You've obviously got your staples. You've got Sonya. You've got Jax, Raiden, Liu Kang, Kitana. You've got Melina, who was done really dirty, literally, in this film because Melina's such a good character that I think is such a fan favourite and even was at this point that she should have been in it a bit more. They at least should have taken her mask off so that you could see her teeth. But never mind, that is the least thing that's wrong with this film. You've got the script, which features some of the worst lines in movie history, which in turn are actually some of my favourite lines in movie history. Right, hold on, hold on. I know where you're going with this. Let's set the scene. We need thunder. We need a beat. It's a really good beat. It's really catchy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And now we need the backdrop. Katana and friends are stood there looking at this big paper mache building. All of a sudden we hear a scream in the distance and then a figure walks up from behind said paper mache building. Everyone looks confused, which isn't surprising because they've all probably read the script. And then all of a sudden, there's a beautiful woman standing in front of Kitana. It's her long dead mother. Do, do, do. Queen Sindel. Kitana says something. Uh, Jess, Jess, you be Kitana. I'll be Sindel because, I mean, obviously I'm Sindel. The longer hair, the better makeup. The better outfit in general. <laughs> the better makeup, 100%. Okay, I will play Princess Katana. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I'll do the I'll do the sound effects if you want. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Is that good? You know, I am a princess. I need my sound effects. You might be a princess. I'm a fucking queen. <laughs> a dead queen, bitch. <laughs> right, I'm going to do sound effect you. Hold thank on. You, thank you. Oh, sorry, it's so funny. <clears throat> okay. <gasps> Mother, you're alive. Too bad you will die. I feel like we can improve this. 
I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to throw on some amazing sound effects, which I'll basically find on YouTube. I got fun up cigarettes in this shit cigarettes this shit that we smell Katana and friends are stood there looking at this big paper mache building. All of a sudden we hear a scream in the distance. <coughs> and then a figure walks up from behind said paper mache building. Everyone looks confused which isn't surprising because they've all probably read the script. And then all of a sudden, there's a beautiful woman standing in front of Kitana. It's her long dead mother, Queen Sindel. <gasps> mother, you're alive. Too bad you will die. And then Sindel points at Katana, just in case there was any confusion as to who she was talking to. And just so you know, kind listeners, Katana doesn't die. So joke's on you, Sindel. <laughs> Nobody saw this, but he gave a very sassy... Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am a queen, what can I say? If you think the script is bad, that's not even scratching the surface. I mean, visually, this movie is piss. The CGI, oh my God, the CGI is awful. You can see green screen tearing where, for instance, with Raiden, you'll see the outline of his hair, but there's a big chunk taken out of his hair that just doesn't seem to exist. And sometimes it happens with people's arms and stuff where they've just not cleaned it and it just looks awful like they're cardboard cutouts of themselves exactly it's like there's cardboard cutouts of themselves and then they've just gone to those car cardboard cutouts and cut them with scissors it's ridiculous but it makes it fantastic i love this film i'm not gonna lie about that i fully fully accept that this is not a good film but it is one of my favorites okay that's going a bit far but i really enjoy this film and I've probably seen it upwards of 30 times, I would say. 30 times. 30-ish, yeah. So this used to be one of my films. It is shocking. That is but... too much time spent on what <laughs> combat annihilation. But in saying that, I feel the first time I didn't really pay attention to it too much because I was completely confused of the plot. Um, And the second time, I feel like I looked really deep into the story and the plot and the theme but I think that's just because of this podcast otherwise I think I would have still been just as confused but I tried I really did try well I'm very happy to hear that you have a better understanding of the plot and the story because I for one have no fucking idea what's happening <laughs> in this film it's a very it's a very basic, straightforward plot, though. It's, it just isn't done very well. You've got your heroes who are beaten down at the beginning and they have to rise back up out of the ashes after, like, getting a, a badly defeated. And they have all their individual kind of quests they have to go on to better themselves and to have courage and hope in themselves. But, yeah, like, it's not, like, it's done not done very well. Well, I think with the first film, I mean... Mortal Kombat is essentially just a rip-off of Enter the Dragon. I mean, the first film is all about this tournament and then they add their own little flair, like it's about, 
saving humanity from outworlds invasion and if Earthrealm doesn't win Mortal Kombat, then it gives Outworld the right to come and take over, and they will take over Earth, and Earth will be destroyed. Now, obviously, the first film ends with Earthrealm winning Mortal Kombat. Fantastic, that's great. But it ends with Shao Kahn, that massive bastard, <laughs> arriving in China and saying... Time to take the bin out. Oh my god, I'm sorry. My Alexa just told me that it's time to take the bin out. (laughs) (laughs) Your Alexa tells you when to take the bin out? So my Alexa tells me lots of things. (laughs) Yeah, but like, that's like future age shit right there. Like, yeah, yeah, she's, she's pretty much my best friend. That's ridiculous. I don't have anybody. I have to remember when to take the bin out. I have to... Lish- and if I don't remember to take the bin out, <laughs> Stephen doesn't take the bin out. Like, I forgot last week. And I was like, oh my God, it's midnight. I asked Stephen because he was still dressed. Can you go and take the bins out? And he's like, oh, it's too late now. <laughs> so the bins just didn't go out. But man, I feel like I should get an Alexa specifically to, to tell Stephen when to do chores. Because that's another thing I don't have. I have to actually tell him can you do the dishes it's your turn to clean the toilet you absolutely need to get an alexa because you can set up an alexa to say anything you want whenever you want so you could set it up for 3 a.m to say steven (laughs) steven But it's in more of a robotic Alexa voice, but it'd still be creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, and also it's like subliminal. Oh, how do you say that word properly? Subliminal? Subliminal (laughs) subliminal messaging. (laughs) 3 a.m. subliminal messaging. Stephen, go get Jessica a gift. Get her some water for first thing in the morning. Oh my god, yeah. Try Have that. her tea ready. Hot and ready before she starts work. We're now an advertisement, for, well, a really bad advertisement, advertisement for Alexa. For Alexa. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring us, Amazon. Yeah, Alexa is here for you to tell your partner to do the things you don't <laughs> want to tell them to do anymore. <laughs> one thing that I'd say about this film, in terms of story, and I say one thing because I could go on Sorry, I forgot we were talking about films. I thought we were just here for Alexa. I'm always here for Alexa. (laughs) I'm here for Alexa. But with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, so the first film is so simple in that there's a very clear goal. There's a very clear enemy and they don't really need to explain that much. You just get it and it's cheesy and it's fun and it's great. Mortal Kombat Annihilation is ridiculous and makes no sense whatsoever. And whilst I appreciate that, yes, there is a clear arc in that they need to get from this point to that point, the reasons for them doing this just are never explained. Initially, Raiden says Sindel, who's Katana's dead mum who is somehow back alive, she is the key to closing the portal to Outworld. Why is she the key? Then it's said later on that Liu Kang is the key to saving Earthrealm. Why is Liu Kang the key? And then later on it said, oh, we need to get Katana and Sindel back together because that's the legend. And I'm sat here going, at what point 
have we talked about a legend? Like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know where this is coming from. Just crowbar that in there. There's also a legend. We have a legend. It's like they thought if they just say the word legend, it means that they don't need to explain what it is. And then Raiden <laughs> sends Liu Kang to go and see Nightwolf. And he's like, oh, Nightwolf will tell you what to do. And all Nightwolf does is turn up and say, by the way, if you really want to, you can turn into an animal. And also, I'm just going to stand here and be a dick to you for a while and then knock you out. Not before saying you need to pass three trials or three tests. Never are these tests followed up on. From what I understand, the first test is Liu Kang being knocked out and having a dream about Katana, who then becomes Shao Kahn, which is very strange, but we won't get into that because that's a bit weird. The second test is Jade, this beautiful, Asian, gorgeous, green-clad warrior that basically sexy and she leads on Liu Kang and teases him. And he's like, nah. Katana is the only way forward for me. And she's like, nah, Katana's my pool. (laughs) Katana is my soulmate, hen. (laughs) But it's just weird because if that was Liu Kang's second test set by Nightwolf, then fair enough. But we later learn that Jade is actually a baddie and is working for Shao Kahn. So if that's the case, does that mean that Nightwolf is a bad guy and set all that up? But if that's the case, does that mean that Raiden's a bad guy because he sent Liu Kang? At this point, I think I'm looking into it a bit too much. You and you I- just told me that I was looking into, like, or I had pulled too much out of the, the story arc, oh, and there you are thinking everybody's turned into a baddie. Oh, 100%. Once you've watched this film 30 times, Jess, your mind does crazy things. What if Liu Kang and his guys are actually the baddies and Khan is like actually the good guy? (laughs) But that's what I take away from it. All I've taken away from this film is that everyone's a baddie because if you were going to make a film like this, you have to be a bad guy. No, no, that's (laughs) unfair. But Mortal Kombat 1 was a pretty successful film. It made $122 million worldwide, and that was based on a $20 million budget. So pretty successful. Mortal Kombat Annihilation made $51 million. So that's like way less than half of what Mortal Kombat 1 made. And I think there's a lot that went into that. Like one, obviously, word of mouth. People saw the film and said how terrible it was because it truly is terrible but as well as as well as that like when you think about this film and compare it to the first film the first film had a great cast bridget is it bridget wilson yes i'm not sure if that's her second name but her first name is definitely bridget so obviously mortal kombat annihilation made a lot less money than mortal kombat one for a few reasons number one obviously word of mouth people saw it hated it and told everyone that it was terrible. All of the reviews that came out about it are pretty much universally bad. Every now and again, you got a reviewer coming about and saying, hey, it's just fun, go and watch it, which is kind of the camp that I fall into. I love bad movies. That's why I'm doing this podcast with my wonderful friend, Jess, who also loves bad movies. We're not friends. Thanks, Jess. I never signed up for that. <laughs> oh, whatever. I just met her on the street. I got paid for this. <laughs> um, 
But look at the cast of the first film. So you had Christopher Lambert playing Raiden. Christopher Lambert is amazing. He's a cheese god. And as Raiden, he was hilarious. Such good comic timing. Just such awareness of the character and how far he could push it in terms of cheesiness. He was replaced. So that was gutting for a lot of people. But what was probably more gutting was Sonia and Johnny. So Sonia Blade and Johnny Cage were completely recast. Sonia Blade was played by Bridget Wilson, who I personally love. And then she's replaced by an unknown. And that's not to say that there's any hate towards the person that plays Sonia in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The poor girl didn't have much to work with in terms of script. But Bridget Wilson, her kind of assumed reason for not doing Mortal Kombat Annihilation is because she was filming I Know What You Did Last Summer. Now, I Know What You Did Last Summer, she's in it for all of maybe five minutes, if that. Realistically, I think she probably read the script and went, nah, mate, you're all right. I do not want anything to do with this film. And then you've got Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage. Lyndon Ashby was really excited to come back to Mortal Kombat, or at least as far as we can tell from what he said publicly. But then he got the script and they killed off Johnny Cage in the first scene. And Johnny Cage is such a fan favourite and he's the comic relief and he's kind of... He kind of plays the part of the audience. He's the guy that's there going, hey, what is going on right now? To then have it explained. He's the exposition with a little bit of comedy thrown in. And he's not bad looking on the eyes either. absolutely not bad looking. And they just break his neck and then throw his glasses down, which, come on, Johnny. That was a pretty epic goodbye, wasn't it? Really was. Death by, death by, oh, I don't even know what I was going to say there. That's death by, death by, death by death. (laughs) Death, died of death. But the film clearly tries to put in so much fan service without actually getting a cohesive story together. You look at all the characters that they include. You've got Shiva. Shiva doesn't even get a good fight scene. Shiva's got four arms and Pretty much, I'm sure the reason that she didn't get a good fight scene is because practically that would be really difficult. It's fair to say that all of these characters are pretty questionable. But my question to you, Ben is if you were stuck in Outworld, who would you rather it be with? Jax, Lou, Sonya or Raiden? Uh, I'm talking about these versions. I'm not talking about the versions from the original film or the games or the comics. If you were stuck in Outworld with Jax and his (sighs) robotic arms, Lou and his confusion on which woman to go with and Sonia oh Sonia Sonia just her boyfriend is dead or the fact that no one told her why Johnny had to die (laughs) or Raiden who all of a sudden got a haircut and became sassy what you mean Billy Idol (laughs) yeah he kind of he does kind of look like he should be in a rock band now (laughs) well your question is a very difficult question to answer because I'd rather not be stuck with any of them so I mean 
That's not the choice you're given, okay, Ben? That's not what you have. You have to choose. So I've got Jax. Jax would just irritate me to death. Um, (laughs) I think that... Well, we'll move on from Jax. I resent that because Jax was my favourite. But uh, I'll let it go for now and I'll let you continue. Don't get me wrong. Jax in the video games. I love Jax. In this film, not so much. Sonia moans all the time in this film and it drives me mental. Like you said, with the whole... Jax only wants Sonia to explain what is happening to the world. So does the rest of the viewers of this movie. Everyone's just like, can someone please explain what's going on? And Sonia just says, no one ever told me why Johnny had to die. That is not a reason to... To withhold information that we and all it's not a good enough catchphrase either. Like exactly, it, it, as a, rep- a repetitious line, you cannot use that as a catchphrase. Exactly. So I, immediately, I'm going to have to veto both of them. Uh, they're just annoying. Okay, so Jack, Sonia, dead. Uh, who have I got left? Raiden and Kitan. No, Raiden and Liu Kang. Um, okay, I'm going to have to go with Liu Kang. Uh, okay. reason being if I'm in an out world according to this film Raiden doesn't have any powers in Outworld, and whilst he proved himself to be quite a beautiful fighter and I say beautiful because the amount of spins that he does when he's going from point A to point B he is, is a ballerina in right just missing the he's tutu incredible um, yeah I'll, I'd have to go with Liu Kang and also because Liu Kang can turn into a dragon, a, a, a bad CGI dragon, but still, nonetheless, a dragon. So, yeah, <laughs> I like I'm how you went, a dragon. Like, it's a, his was a pathetic dragon that he did for 10 seconds. So, I don't know if he, if it would be any use if he can't be a dragon <laughs> for more than 10 seconds. That's my only thinking. Like, it'd be great if he could stay a dragon and then you could fly around Outworld like you're some sort of Daenerys Targaryen or something. Just, you know, lording it over everybody that you're on a dragon. All of the Outworlders are just like, oh, there's Ben riding his dragon. (laughs) That's a good point, though. Like, I wonder if Liu Kang's dragon flies. Because if that was the case, then it'd be a really quick answer. Like... Of course I'd pick Liu Kang. I could just ride him out of Outworld. Mm-hmm. His 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 wings look pretty pathetic, though. They didn't look like they were big enough to carry a body that size. Size like, does not matter, Jess. It does when you're a dragon and you're, like, that big and you have to, like, drag your body off the ground. You've got to have that some sort of lift. So the wingspan has to be quite big and they were pretty yeah, pathetic. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Well, I think you've just, I think you've just, you know, you've just lost there because you've picked the guy who, yes, can turn into a dragon, but only do it for so long and doesn't, eat, his wings don't even work. So you're just going to be, he's just going to be a sad dragon, like a really upset dragon. How did Liu Kang even figure out how to become a dragon? All Nightwolf said was, oh, it's an animality. Find your animality. And then it's just like Liu Kang went, oh, no. <laughs> there it is. I found I'll remember it. that for later. Aye. And also like his clothes just miraculously were back on his body as well like (laughs) becoming that giant dragon didn't do anything he didn't rip his clothes apart or anything (laughs) have they like not seen the hulk yeah ah they're 
clothes just kind of disappear and then come back on my body. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant. I guess they can't have him naked and then trying to have another, have another scrap because then it'll be just the two of them having like a scrap and being completely naked. And everybody will be just like ignoring the actual fight and just looking at two ball sacks banging around. <laughs> uh, do you want to know who I would pick then? I would pick Jax. And I know you were saying you just get sick of him talking, but I feel like he's the only one that seems to make any sense. You know, when he come into it, like everybody else is just like, oh, it's fine. Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm so cool with the fact that uh, another world is merging with my world. Uh, and there's these creatures roaming about and I'm being chased by armies, an army of like robot looking predator guys. Like I'm, everybody seems to be like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, dealing with it. And then Jax is just like, what the hell is going on? Why? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's guys over here. We're on the run from these guys over there. Like... He's the only one that makes sense. And all he's asking, and like you said, all he wants to know is, why is this happening? Why am I in this situation? And then Sonia says... No one explained to me why Johnny had to die. <laughs> so poor Jax doesn't know what's going on. So I feel like he'd be the only one that would assess the situation and try to figure out how to survive best. I also feel like Jax would be a cannibal. <laughs> out of all of them, I feel like Jax would be willing to eat an outwater. In order to survive. Yeah, he would, yeah. I think out of all of them, he would be like, there's no food here because they didn't look like, I don't know where they were getting food from because it was a barren wasteland. So whatever these people eating there, I didn't see one forest, not even any water. I feel like Jax would be the one to just be like, you know what? Tough times ahead. We're just going to have to survive however we're going to survive. So let's just catch ourselves some outworlders and barbecue them. Because there was plenty of fire. Oh, there was, there was like, loads of fire. So much fire. Fire everywhere. Fire, loads of fire in abundance. So that's what we'd have to do. And like, and I think Sonia wouldn't do it because she'd be still crying in a corner somewhere. And Lou would never do it because he's too good. Well, Lou's a dragon. And Raiden. Raiden is... Yeah, Raiden's become a human. I don't even know if he eats anything anyway. So he would probably be really confused by it and actually doesn't know how to cook. So how is he going to help? You know? So I think Jax would be the... He's the guy. He's my man. He's my man. Okay, I think I think your your reasoning is sound. Thank you. I especially love that. I thought it through. One of your main reasons for choosing Jack is that Jacks is that Jacks is the most potential cannibal. Um, that's a great mm-hmm. reasoning. One thing that I'd like to talk about very briefly is where are all the people? Where is everyone? So we see them traipse all around the world. But we never see another person other than the main characters and the baddies. We saw Bones. We saw Bones. Oh, wait. No, they did explain this. I remember they explained this. They said they're just stuck between worlds. And that's why there was no other people. But then why? Why? Who makes makes the rules as to who is still around. Um, we're learning already that there's no rules in I this know, film. but it's like there's Sonya no travels halfway around the world in this weird globe spinny thing to go and save Jax. And it's like, if everyone else is gone, then why is Jax still going to be there? And also, like, at the end of the film, when, they, when everything's finished and they've killed Shao Kahn and Shinnok, the Elder God, has been like killed or like turned into ice blocks whatever it was i don't know what happened there and the world goes back to normal and all of a sudden our heroes are 
back in China and standing about and all of the monks who had been presumably killed at the start of the film, they're all back alive. Does that mean Johnny is back alive? Is Johnny Cage alive again? There are so many unanswered questions and I don't care much about the answers in all fairness, but still. <laughs> yeah. I'd There's a lot of questions there. Of questions. And then at the end, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Left us with a lot of questions. Didn't give us an answer. Not that bothered. I'm going to move on to a section of the podcast that we like to call Not My Cup of Tea. It's not my cup of tea. So in this wee section, I'm basically, we're going to look at some of the best reviewed films of all time. And I'm going to read some of the worst reviews for those films. So for example, if there were any one star reviews for The Godfather, I'll read those out to Jess and she'll try and guess what the film is from the reviews. So this one isn't The Godfather because that would be too much of a giveaway because I just said The Godfather. So... <laughs> So I've got three reviews here. After every single review, Jess has to guess a film. So as the reviews go on, it gets a little bit more obvious what the film is. But let's see how you get on. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> so bear in mind, uh, these reviews are all user reviews. And most of the time I'm getting them from Metacritic. So some of the grammar is not ideal. Okay, so the first review is from The Agares. That's a username I've never heard before. One out of ten. Boring. CGI overused. Yuck. Half the movie, I'm slept. Ugly storyline. Biggest disappointment. Avatar? It's not Avatar. Oh, okay. So biggest disappointment. Too much CGI. Would it be Star Wars? Well, here's your second review. Okay, go on. <laughs> so this is from Oliver Pie. Oliver Peel, can't tell. One out of ten. Dumb, boring, patronising. People who pay for this show and still like it should relinquish the right to vote. And it's not a show. It's, I, I don't know why they said show. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not obvious yet, but the next review, I think, if you don't get it after the next review, then you'll have people shouting at you. <laughs> patronizing what film is patronizing all of them <laughs> they're all patronizing if it's any consolation i don't know why this film is patronizing okay let's just go on to the third one then okay so here's the third review zero out of ten stars most overrated film of 2019 this film is boring why all the new superhero films has same scenario so is it it's a marvel film then right Maybe. It's either, oh, it's either Marvel or uh, the other one. <laughs> DC? Yeah. DC. It's either Marvel or DC. There's an X-Men film that came out in 2019, right? And The Last Avengers. There's also Spider-Man. Yeah, but remember, remember we're doing films that, that have very good reviews and were very well received. So like the last X-Men film, Dark Phoenix, was panned and it was terrible. So what, like, think of what the best superhero films are and then you're going down the right track. Captain Marvel? Hmm. If it's not Captain Marvel, it'll be like the Avengers 
Infinity War, maybe? I think that was soon 2019, wasn't it? Wrong. It was Avengers Endgame. Oh, that was 2000. Oh, yeah. What a thing. What an endgame. Shite film. <laughs> Close, though. It is not shite. <laughs> Leave Endgame alone. That is shite. <laughs> you wrote these reviews, didn't you? That, these They're are all me. <laughs> I could just see you saying, people who pay for this show and still like it should relinquish the right to vote. That's my favourite. It's time to rank that film. A film is nothing about that star of approval. On how bad could it be? We don't use stars or percentages. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have a much easier way to cast judgment on the films that we watch. Okay, so we have three rankings after watching each film. Ranking number one, Guilty Pleasure. Guilty Pleasure. Ranking number two, Good for a Laugh. Good for a laugh. (laughs) 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 We have such good fake laughs. Ranking number three, Kill It With Fire. Kill It With Fire. So those are our different categories that each film can fall into. Jess and I will choose different ones for each film. Where does Mortal Kombat Annihilation sit on the imaginary podium for you, Ben? I have such a soft spot for this film, partly because I love Mortal Kombat, everything about Mortal Kombat. And as much as I pointed out that one of the bad points of this film is that it tries to service the fans so much to the point that the film makes no sense. I kind of love that I saw so many characters in this film that I love. I got Melina, I got Shiva, Motaro, loads of people that I didn't expect to be in it. I'm going to have to rate this film Guilty Pleasure. Guilty Pleasure. Yeah, um, no... I'm afraid I'm going to have to say that is not the ranking that I am going to give this glorious piece of garbage. (laughs) You're insane. Mortal Kombat Annihilation has annihilated the Mortal Kombat franchise for me. I see what you did Did you see what I did there? Thank you. I've been thinking about that the whole podcast and where I could pop that in. And this is the only chance I got because you talk so much, Ben. <laughs> well, can't help it, Jess. Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat. I tell you what, Mortal Kombat, that's something that I really care about when it gets to other films. I'll I'll shut up, I promise. No, you're, no, you won't. So I don't even know why you're promising that. No, you're right. But anyways, it's my turn to cast judgment <laughs> on this piece of shit of a film. I joke I kind of loved it a little bit, but not really. So I would kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. Absolute savage. (laughs) You're an absolute savage. I would burn it down. I would find every reel, every... Absolutely not. Every ounce of it, any piece of Mortal Kombat Annihilation that was in the world, I would burn it, cause a hole in the ozone layer. I would put it on fire. Well, Jess, uh, too bad you will die. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Too ben. bad you will die. <laughs> oh, 
Whoa, harsh. Just because I don't like the film, I don't deserve to die. <laughs> I want to live so I can watch more piece of shit films. Well, just maybe, like this one. Maybe you'll survive to watch another couple of shit films. Mortal Kombat! Sonia Reed and Johnny Cage, I think that's them, they don't look the same. Lots of spinning, the acting's flat. Some guy screaming, Mortal Kombat! Sindel die, but now she's back. Katana spooked, what's up with that? Mum, you're alive? You're dead, you die! This is where I go and I forget what I'm on to be saying. (laughs) On our next podcast, we are going to be discussing a children's classic. Any guesses? No? No guesses? Ben? Of course, Ben knows because we've already discussed this. It's going to be Baby Geniuses. Yeah, Baby Geniuses. (laughs) So I don't know if anybody has seen this yet, but don't worry. We will go through this terrible film with you and talk about why we're probably going to hate it. If you enjoyed our waffle, like and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Potatoes, potatoes. Oh, yeah. (laughs)